Hello and welcome to another episode of Boys Gone Wild. Uh, my name's Keir Starmer and I am now the new the new host of Boys Gone Wild. I'm joined with my co-host Andrew Kerwin. Oh, I'm still me. You're right? still me. You're right. still you. Yeah. But I'm Keir Starmer now. It's good to have you here. Could you here, Keir? Could you talk us through what happened and how you ended up becoming the host of Boys Gone Wild? Well, I thought it was important to connect with the key demographic, mm. which is teenage girls. Yeah. And I thought there's no better way than to do it through the best podcast in the country at the moment. Yeah. Boys Gone Wild. I also have many hilarious anecdotes. Mm that I thought would be this would be a great platform for me to show off my personality. Yeah. Would you like to do any of those anecdotes straight off the bat or would you want oh, to get a warm no, up? No, I, I, I could do one straight off the bat. Um, I, oh, yeah. when uh, About 45 years ago, <laughs> <laughs> when I was, um, I think, about four years old. Um, a bit older, I'd reckon. You're, you're, old, I? you're older than 45. You're 50. No, I was 49 if I'm... Um, if my maths is correct. Oh, right. It was 45 years ago. Yeah. I'm I nine. think you're in your 50s. I think you're about 55. So I was nine years old at the about time. About nine years old. That it was a 45-year-old anecdote. Yeah. Um, but you've got loads. I saw uh, Eric and Ernie Morkman Wise, as yeah. you'd probably know them, yeah. on um, the, the television. And uh, they, when they came in, they did... It, have you seen the way they come in? Yeah, Where very they, silly. Yeah. Yeah, right. Oh, right, you saw them on the TV doing that. Yeah. yeah, that was a good one. Have you got any more recent anecdotes that um, involve you? About 33 years ago, uh, I saw um, I saw, I saw, saw Elton John yep. on, a, uh, on a billboard advert. Right. Yep. I, don't, I don't remember what it was for. Right. Um, but he had those uh, crazy glasses on. They are very, they are very <laughs> crazy, yeah. Yeah. What did you do when you saw that? Uh I said, those are some mad glasses he's yeah. got on. Were you with anyone? No, I wasn't. Um, but they were so mad that you said it out loud I didn't to say yourself. it out loud. I thought it. No. So any anecdotes <laughs> in the last five years that maybe involve you? Um, I once... I once... Oh, I once um, mm, ate... Yeah. I once ate a pack of um, peanuts. Yeah. Uh, but I thought they were regular sort of oven-roasted peanuts. But what were they? Salt and vinegar peanuts. Oh, right. Yeah, those new ones. Can you imagine my face? They are quite tangy <laughs> to the tongue, actually. Yeah. yeah. So me, here's me expecting oven roast peanuts. Yeah. And then I, I grab a handful. Right. I should have known by the, the salty, more but, vinegary oh, feel the in feel. the hands. And what about the packaging? I, I, I was reckless that day, I guess. I'd, you know, it'd been a long day. Well, in the how office. can we expect a man so reckless to be trusted with the country? This is why I don't share personal <laughs> information. <laughs> I was honestly up for doing an hour. Of that. <laughs> Just that. Your care isn't that bad, actually. What? Your care isn't that bad. No, it's not too bad. It's just. Oh, well, how do you? I think it's pretty easy. Pretty easy. If you it's do. actually very bit... similar to my Adam Curtis. Yes, it is quite. It's similar quite to a similar Adam thing, Curtis. and I I don't know if any other are there any other countries where people speak like this. What for their nose? Yeah. Yes. Do, so who speaks like this? Maybe Dutch. Yeah, but we just wouldn't recognise it. Would we not recognise it? No, because... It's like bonjourno. It's very hard to distinguish between individual Hello. individuals when you don't understand the language and it's a different accent. Hello, my name is Horatio. Well, ich liebe well, yeah, well, you can't. pizza. Well, <laughs> the problem is because you can only do one German accent. Yeah. I just, I don't know if I'd ever... I don't think anyone on the continent of Africa speaks like this. There will be more nasal people in Africa. Do, but, but I don't think they have this sort of... Well, they won't sound like that. They won't. That's no, no. Imagine 
yeah, but this, but but speaking Swahili. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm 100% sure it's out there. Well, you think there's someone in Africa who speaks like this? Well, obviously well, not. not like that. <laughs> there is someone in Africa who is very nasal, has yeah. a nasal voice. Yeah, I, I wish I could whip out some... Um, Swahili. Some Swahili, but well, sadly... it's more the accent as yeah. well that you need. Yeah, and I guess you could, But that's what I mean. I think the rhythm of the accent means you can't... I, I think some accents are going to be more disposed to be nasally uh because of how they how they sound. I guess Keir Starmer could have... Uh, could have grown up in South Africa. It was not crazy circumstance that he maybe his family moved to South Africa. I'm going to ask why. Well, just that that, that happens. British people moved to South oh, Africa. Oh, you mean it's possible? Yeah, yeah. And so he could. So the the Kier we know and love today could have easily moved to South Africa. Hello, Mona, I'm from, I'm, my name's Keir Starmer. So this is South African Keir Starmer. That kind of works. Keep going. Um, oh man, pass me the bilton. Yeah, I love. Spring books, and I love playing rugby. Yeah, getting you it. know, yeah. and this is you know, oh god, racism is so bad. But mm. my parents were <laughs> definitely involved. You know, right? I think it's here. Ma- so mental. this is during like reparations. Yeah, well, this is po- this is post apartheid. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think South Africa post apartheid here started. Certainly a character to continue to but, work. But you know, with. he he says both sides raised good points. You know, <laughs> yeah. on the one hand, racism is a terrible evil, right. but on the other hand, you know, okay, the the white farmers they they bought that land. Well, they didn't. Actually. I don't think post apartheid Keir needs to argue both sides. No, but of that's racism. the point of Keir Starmer. He he argues both sides of everything because he doesn't have a backbone. That's oh right. So yeah. you're satirizing Keir. Through. I think it's terrible. I no, I think I think it's terrible how Hitler treated the Jews, but also <laughs> the trains have never run on time better. So is this post World War, post Hitler election? But no, this is uh, um, 19, yeah, nineteen forty six. This is fancy. Right. We all know about how he's been treated. Right. But the trains how, are still running well. No, but how well the they used to run? They don't run any well anymore. Because Hitler's dead. Because Hitler's dead. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just saying that I'm uh, playing devil's advocate. Right. Can you do Keir Starmer after the Jew Cuban? Jew killing bad. Trends on time good. Yeah, that's fair. Can you do Keir Starmer after the Cuban missile crisis? But is he American or Cuban? Cuban. Um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> 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 hey. <laughs> That was a close one, huh? Dad, okay. we're, ne- we're nearly destroyed the whole world because of these capitalist pigs, huh? Yeah, it's not bad. This is, it's it's like, more like it's Mexican like gangsters. No, it's, Ke- it's Carface. He's Cuban. Uh, was, we're nearly, uh, the whole world nearly ended because of these American capitalist pigs. Yeah. But I think this Cuban star, man, is, is a bit less of a nerd. You know, then German <laughs> or British Keir Starmer. You know, Less that's that, that's like yeah, he's a bit more Cuban Keir Starmer's a bit more sexy. Yeah. Well, that was interesting because <laughs> <laughs> you kind of yeah. like. Did we prove the point that you can be nasal in every accent? I don't know. I don't know because sure it made it worked when I did it. But and the, I, I said I said South African maybe, but they're. Sort of, why they're so- like English natural. In- the, the white population there is English and Dutch, so yeah. I think 
it's sort of new, new, northern Europeans have this in their locker, but I don't think um, the why? other country. Well, that's why the Cuban one didn't but really why, work. Why do some English people have a more nasally voice? I don't know what it is. It's just like, it's not like in, inherited, is it? Do nasally people have nasally parents? No, there's definitely going to be people with a nasally voice all over the world. I just yeah. don't think they're going to have... They're it's d- not going to be just as not, much of a hit rate. They're just not like this. Well, of course it's not going to be like that. It's yeah. just a question of what it what yeah. it means to be like that. Mm-hmm. Mm. There's certainly some interesting points raised at the top. Definitely. Um, welcome to the show. Um, how are you? Are you not Keir anymore? I'm not Keir anymore. I've done with Keir. I've done my, my, my Keir stuff. <laughs> and there's probably another 15 minutes in there. Uh, yes, I'm good. I'm tired. It's been a long old... It's been a long week. Mm. I'm doing a lot of work. That's not like you. Well, it actually is. Okay. And that's the problem. No, I've had a lot of non-lunch breaks and 6am starts and 10... Not 10. Longer than that. 12-hour days. Mm. So is it because you got a new? There's a new promotion at work. Well, kind of. It's not really that. It's just you gotta. I can't, yeah. It's kind of starting off the job. You gotta make sure you're putting the hours in before you find the lay of the land, and then you can slack off. Yeah, so you're in that off. terrible bit where you're kind of you have to. Yeah. Well, it's it's more that I need, and just because I'm I'm not I'm still talking to people at work, so I've got to. I've got to make sure I'm around so I can't just disappear to do a sketch. Yeah. Which means I'm doing sketches and lunch breaks, which means I'm not having breaks. Yeah. Which means I'm then dying at the end of the day. Um, All work and no play. Makes Drew a uh, happy boy. Makes Drew. Is that, was that the thing? Uh, all work and no play makes Jack a... Uh, so angry? S- angry? Sad? Sad? Yeah, something like that. But that's yeah. basically you. I'm basically in the plot of The Shining. Yeah. Is what's happening. Yeah. Um... Well, no, because it's fun. I like I like a good amount of work, but it's you got to get the right amount of sleep in. Yeah, that's the thing. And if you have a, f- the problem is if you have too heavy a weekend. Yeah. And then then you never really get set up for the start of the week. If you have a kind of chill Sunday. What's your perfect weekend? Get lit Friday Saturday. What double whammy? Yeah, Saturday. Yeah, okay. Friday. Get okay, lit. So I thought your point was. Don't get no. My point is don't one. get lit on Sunday. As well as Friday. As well as Friday and Saturday. <laughs> That's my my advice as a twenty five year old man. Yeah. That I've come to come to learn. Yeah. No, you got to. So Friday, Saturday. Which one yeah. do you go harder? Friday. Yeah. Friday go fucking hard. Well, the thing is, Saturday is I often you know you go hard earlier. You might not go as hard. Friday's like a like you've been hit by a train all of a sudden. Yeah, cause it starts. Everything starts. It starts later. After Saturday, work. you can day drink. Saturday, you wake up and you're basically waiting to get going yeah i don't like lounging about on a saturday i want to attack the day what does attack the day look like for you on a saturday hit the pubs that's what i mean that's it's not lit you're not going for a canal walk no because i'm not (laughs) 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 nothing (laughs) because i'm I'm not lame yeah i'm not hitting the markets i'm not hitting the canals but you need the day to get going yeah pub what's your what's your dream time to be at the pub on a saturday 2. 2 p.m. Yeah, latest 3. Latest <laughs> I don't like, because often there's sport on, it's good to, I don't want to like, I'll, I'll generally, generally wake up, mm. cook breakfast. I tend to like make a cook breakfast on a Saturday because mm. there's something to do. Deviled eggs. Deviled eggs for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like eggs. Um, but Elle but likes, to, eggs. Elle likes mm. to move like lazy about for a bit. You're not into that. She likes to have a slow wake up and then slowly get herself into the day where I'm like, I'm up, let's fucking do something. 
But when you say something, yes, yeah, the part. <laughs> that's just what that's just what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's, it's not you waking up and going. We're in London. The world's our oyster. What could we possibly? What are we going to see today? A museum, a gallery, no, a the play. Inside of the Weatherspoons. Oh, or are we going to go to the same part and play at two p.m. <laughs> the matinee on a Saturday. That's the only oh, time. No, that you'll never catch me in a matinee. No plays are for good reason dog shit um well yeah it's get out i mean it could be a could could do the cinema i mean could when go, was the last time you did that we've gone to the cinema loads no i mean it's 2 p.m on a saturday um we don't know did it on a sunday actually not on a saturday mm. not for ages yeah so dream weekend 2 p.m pub 2 p.m then, pub i don't know and then it's there. just <laughs> <laughs> stay there until something happens yeah. and then either go out or go home <laughs> and get a takeaway. Yeah. That's it's a good Saturday. It's a fucking great Saturday. But yeah. then it's like, it's the difference is like who you go to the pub with. That's the fun. It's like a different pool of people. Not a different place. Not a different it's drink. It's often is a different place. <laughs> Why would I do a different drink? What the fuck's wrong at Guinness? Although so, I've, I had on Saturday, I had, I was on the... Um, same chair. Vol- <laughs> like, we're not always at the Ross. <laughs> we go to Central. I mean, we there's been I've been having very varied Saturdays. It's true because yeah. I've been going down to fucking Sussex all the time. I'm going back this weekend. It's a night again. Yeah, I know. It's my sister's birthday. You need to have a word. Yeah, with your family. Yeah, I know. I was like, I need to stop seeing you guys because they. I'm sure they're getting a bit fed up with me as well. Really? There was when Mum realised I was coming down. There was a slight like, oh okay. Really? And you don't it want that. You always want, want it excitement. to be like, wow, Andrew's come back. Not he's here again. Yeah, and I feel like. So there was obviously, we both had the same thing with our, especially when we were at uni and which is like the worst combo for being at home because you spend, you're like, you've just left home properly yeah. at uni and then you, so you are the most careless and irresponsible possible. Then you come back for a really intense period of time, yeah. which means that's when the most clashes are going to happen with yeah. your parents. Um, and I think we both had parents who were getting quite fed up with just how reckless we were as house guests yeah how how is that now then um I'm not, are you still getting into like what does reckless mean um, no we're not getting into barney's no not barney's but is it like andrew moved these fucking shoes I've said no this. it's not so what what is what is the role of the eyes knowing that andrew's coming back is it just your company there, no i'm saying there there isn't that it's no. just because i've been back this is like my fourth time in less yeah. than a month not less than a month, but like there's been a lot recently. I think it's just taken the, you know, the event that me coming back usually is. Yeah. So there's no, I'm only kind of joking with the roll of the eyes. Yeah. Because I won't. It's, <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> That's one of the cuttiest things you can it do. A, it was a device. It wasn't a joke. It was a device. It was a, a motor theatre. It was a pod device. It was, um, it was part of dramaturgy. No, it's more like you want it to be an event. You want it to be like, whoa, yeah. what was going on? He's yeah. back again. I used to get I used to get jabs from my uncle being like, oh, are you back for your yearly visit? Yeah. And I've seen him three times in the last month. Still making that joke? He, he said. <laughs> well, every time I've seen him, he's actually being like, oh, it's nice to see you. And yeah. Usually I've got, you know, something for that. But now yeah. I'm, I just live in Sussex. What are, you, what are you going back down for? It's my sister's birthday. And yeah. then uh, Izzy, our friend, is running a marathon in Brighton. So we're going to cheer on on the side. Who's we? Yeah, quite a lot. Majority yeah. of our friends. Yeah, there's a nice thing about our friends. Um, what we watch our friends do marathon. Yeah. There's a quality I respect from afar. Yeah, you don't. You don't <laughs> I don't wanna... watch my friends do marathons. No, you don't, actually, no. yeah. <laughs> I'll tell them to do something they love. 
And stop running marathons. Yeah. <laughs> so you, yeah, <laughs> which you can make them unemployed pretty yeah, quickly. I'll be like, maybe follow, maybe find some other something else that drives you in your life, so you don't have, you don't yeah. resort to marathons. The conversation you have them maybe once every three months, <laughs> <laughs> which is just dissipates on thin air. But what you had, a, you had theories about marathons. Yeah, I have a theory about marathons. Yeah, it's quite mean. Yeah, but I'm just thinking if there's anyone who's listening, who's no, it's fine. I think. Everyone starts running a marathon at like the age of 25. Mm. And I firmly believe that everyone who's running a marathon at this kind of age is realizing that life's not what they thought it would be. (laughs) It's a bit like, oh shit, this is it. You've just come from uni or whatever. You're in your job. There's no sign of leaving your job. Everything's quite ready and there. You're not not, prepared. You're not hopping between jobs. No, you're not like excited (laughs) about the future. There's like, there's a loss, I think, that a mar- I think a marathon fills a void. Yeah. Um, in the vast majority of cases. Uh. Now, it's not saying you shouldn't run it because it's a good thing no, to it's give a you good, a, it's a goal. A, yeah, it's a good way. But I just want to say that that marathon isn't going to give you direction. <laughs> I don't know who needs to hear this. If someone does, <laughs> but maybe make some changes in your life instead of running the marathon. Mm. I know changes aren't easy. But maybe the, but the marathon, marathon gives you changes. It. Maybe it gives you the changes you need. So you run 26 miles and then you're like, oh, well, if I can do this, I can do anything. Sort of, I guess so. Yeah, but that's wrong. Yeah. Do you think you'd ever run a marathon? Maybe. I don't like, it's not something where I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, that I, now I know I can do it. I yeah. don't really care if I can do it or not. No, nor do I. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I could. Give it. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think anyone can. Even everyone. Even everyone. Even everyone. Like, yeah. if you put the... if you, it, Were you saying if you're overweight? Not if you're overweight. Or if, you're, if you've got a disability. If you're Brendan Fraser in the whale. Right, if you're Brendan Fraser in the whale, then... <laughs> well, could he, yeah, but give it a year and he can run a marathon. What, is that how long it took him? Not to run a <laughs> <laughs> Give him a year of training. Give him a year of training this guy can run the marathon next Give him a year. year's head start. Anyone <laughs> with an appropriate amount of training can run a marathon. Yeah, not a year. Well, you think more than a year? Yeah. For Brendan Fraser and the Whale? I don't yeah. know. You can run a marathon like overweight, but you can have, if you do good training, you've got good cardio and you can still run it. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be those knees. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's true. That's a lot. But you know what I mean? It's not like, it's, it's impressive and I am impressed when people do it. Don't mm. get me wrong. But, it's not like unbelievable. Yeah, I think because I, I remember when I was growing up, I thought a oh, marathon that would be quite a cool thing to do. That door from Rush, and I had the same thing about Everest. I'm not interested in Everest. I'm never going to climb. People die. Well, it's more actually just, and I don't like to be this guy, but I actually think it's really problematic. Do you? Well, I watched a documentary where what was what what really ruined Aren't it they for like me? Ruining Everest because of how many people go up and down it. Well, that's a big part of it, but also it's like it's. There's something very, very colonial about it, where like it's all rich white people yeah. being carried. The Sherpas. Was it a bit like skiing. Yeah. Remember that conversation. Yeah, I guess so. No, it is. Yeah, it's definitely got parts of that. But like the Sherpas, what people don't realize is that the Sherpas are doing that like every season. Yeah. They're climbing Everest. Yeah. And yeah, they're yeah. not getting any medals. No one, you know. Yeah. They're just Sherpas. Yeah. No one knows a Sherpa. Name a Sherpa. <laughs> No, I can't name. You can't Sherpa. name any no, Sherpas, no, no. No, and they're just doing it. So I think 
if I was going to do Everest, mm. not saying that it do. was even on the cards. It's even the words or yeah. the phrase do Everest. Yeah, it's, made it, it's acting like that was ever going to happen. But it would be what an amazing, it doesn't seem like this crazy f feat because it feels right. like it's a tourist package yeah. where you're sort of, it's like when you go to Thailand and they've like trying Fuck to recreate, well, they're trying to try and recreate this experience for you and you think it's really unique, but they don't yeah. realize that there's just like a million white guys yeah. who've all it's had that like same experience. It's like being at an all-inclusive hotel and I'm taking this directly from the White Lotus accidentally in Hawaii and they come out and you're like sitting at dinner and they do an authentic Hawaiian performance where it's like the guys coming out in the grass skirts yeah. and, the, and the fire things. And it's like, that's not actually Hawaii. Yeah. It's just actually to make you feel like you've seen Hawaii. And obviously it's very hard um, feat to climb Everest, but it's like that, it's, it's like the, the top of that sort of thing. It's yeah. still on the same scale. It just feels, I think knowing that, I think the first couple of geezers to do it, when no one had done it before, that's like amazing. But yeah. now that you're now you're just getting people, you're, you're paying for this massive package tour, and then they they cook you these quite nice meals now, like up what, on during the, it. Yeah, it's part of the the big package and stuff. So, you, but what happens if you climb Everest without the Sherpa experience? You're dead. Yeah. Well, not necessarily. Well, no, if you don't do it, yeah, yeah. If you then can, that's fine. Yeah, but I don't think you're allowed to. If you're paying for the package with like a plastic medal at the end. Yeah. If you go. Yeah. If you go in just a pair of zip-offs and that's all you've got, fair right. play, fair pizzle. Well, that's the most versatile equipment in the world. Anyone can climb Everest. Exactly. If you've got zip-offs, so there's nothing you can't do. There's nothing you can't do. You you're can prepared, run, a, run a marathon with it. You're prepared for anything. Yeah. There's nothing you're not prepared for. No, absolutely nothing. Because <laughs> there's only two states. <laughs> no, I'm not really... There's. Have you seen um, Spencer Matthews has got a new program? And it's, right, it's really sad, but it's fucking hilarious. It's, 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 it's him. His brother went missing on Everest, so he's clearly dead. And he's got a program called Finding Like Tom. And it's him going... He doesn't think he's still alive. I know he doesn't, okay. but, the, but the implication of the title yeah. is that he does think he's so still alive. Yeah. It's like Finding Tom, and yeah. he climbs Everest like looking for his brother. Tom! <laughs> so I'm just <laughs> shouting. Like, and I know it's, that's, it, it is sad. It is very sad, yeah. But... The, the title implies he's going up there shouting his name out. Yeah. I mean, what is mad, though, is that um, everyone who dies up there stays like that forever. Yeah. That is mental, well, not unless it? Spencer Matthews comes and tries to find you. Because then you, he's going to take you down and you're going to start yeah. rotting. I'll be like, leave me up here, lad. Yeah, there's something more poetic. Yeah. But, but just then like, it's a bit annoying being constantly preserved on the thing that defeated you. It's like being entangled with your enemy for your entire, the entirety of time. Sounds badass. It sounds badass. But the reality, reality, would you want to constantly tangle with your enemy forever for, and ever for, for eternity? It'd be like Gandalf battling the Balrog, exactly, but forever. Yeah, and we all know Gandalf doesn't battle the Balrog forever. That's true. That is true. Um, no, I, I, I think there's something cool because then I'd want people in like you know the year three thousand, right? When they when the aliens have taken over, and then they see me from it's like he died in twenty twenty three, and it's like wow, and they see me in my fresh garments, they're like this is what they wear, wore, you know. So wait, what? This is what they wore. We're in the year. Well, because they they have people from like nineteen twenty up there, yeah, and they're perfectly preserved. Oh right, and if I saw that, I'd be like. This is me seeing a perfectly preserved dead guy from 1920. Yeah. No, you are impressed sick. by that. You're I'm right. like, sick. <laughs> but how many dead guys can you get on there before it starts becoming... Well, that's. But I think that's part of the problem. Like, the, the pollution or the waste that's on Everest from both 
you know, the, the people's general people waste and also dead bodies is becoming mm. an actual problem. Leave only footprints. Take only, only photographs. Damn, close enough. Memory still works though. That's what I say to them. Don't die. Don't die because then... Leave footprints. Yeah, not your body. Not your entire body and soul. <laughs> They've got it all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no respect for the land. <laughs> Yeah, it's not me. I'm never I'm never climb Everest. You know what I mean? Never. <laughs> <laughs> Who fucking cares? I mean like it's yeah, it's impressive, but like What about doing it backwards? Yeah, fine. <laughs> Do it backwards and I mean. <laughs> well, you could be the first cuz like Everest a, a big appeal what, of you Everest. Get dropped at the top. The, bi- the big <laughs> No, cuz they no. The the big appeal of Everest was no one had done it before. Yeah. I feel. Mm. So you have to do it in a way that no one's done it before. So if I was doing Everest, yeah. I would just do it facing backwards. Because mm, so no one's ever done that. I'd be the first guy in history to do it facing backwards. Or just, well, you can do many things like that. Like what? First guy, do it on roller skates. Yeah, fucking fair play. If you can pull that off. Yeah. That would be fucking so. hard. What, doing it on roller skates? <laughs> That'd be really hard. Maybe impossible? Yeah. Well, they'd freeze quite early, so they could even just act as climbing boots. That, I think... Like I, studs. You'd have to... They wouldn't be good studs. No. They wouldn't... It, it has to be cartoonish like, looking. So they're constantly in motion. Yeah, it has to be... I'd argue it's impossible. <laughs> it has to be them rolling up like well, that. You can't skate up it. Well, then you can't do it. Then it's, you have to pick something else. You can still maybe do it wearing roller skates. Moon shoes. Moon boots. Moon boots. But they're snow appropriate. Well, you're bouncing. Maybe it's... That sounds like quite a good effort. You're uh, bouncing? Well, because you know moon shoes. Well, are the, what, the ones that you wear in the snow? No, the ones that are the giant plastic box oh, those that you ones. have a... Si- s- not really new ones. And oh, then you have right. like a like a thing inside with loads of elastic bands. Yeah. And then you use them as you're like bouncing on these two boxes. Like this big. Oh. So it's like giant boxes on your feet. Or like springs. Basically. Right. They're like jumping shoes. Well, that might even be cheating. Do you, not, do you think? Just jump up the mountain. Bounce yeah, up the mountain. It's too easy. <laughs> it's too easy. <laughs> Just bounding yeah. up there. See ya. But why do people... Because so many people do it. But like, why? I guess now it costs so much money. Mm. And the experience is vastly mitigated. So why do people do it? Is it just the... It's ju- oh, do you know what it is? I think... Because this documentary Sherpa, which is amazing. Um, it seemed like a lot of them, it's like a lot of it's about legacy yeah and like if you do it because you, know, you think about it if even if it's, if if your if your great uncle darren um yeah had climbed everest you'll be bringing that up every now and again quite a lot i think you know you'd be what? like you would you would be like do you know what you know darren he climbed everest i don't think i would if no, my, i think if you my would great uncle darren climbed everest <laughs> yeah i think you'd bring it up i don't think i'd bring i it genuinely up. think you I don't would think be I'd bring darren do up. you know my great uncle darren climbed everest you know but it seems that my great uncle darren people- Climbed Everest. That, that's you all I the time. I think it is me. I just think there's Don't quite a t- lot of people that do it. I can't name <laughs> it. <laughs> you just see him out and about on the road, <laughs> like in the street. You see him on, I don't know, you just like Spencer Matthews is climbing Everest. This thing is, is he going up? Yeah. That's the whole thing about him finding his brother. Mm. Imagine if he dies as well. Well, then we'd have to make a documentary. Finding Spencer around. <laughs> no, we wouldn't. We'd give up on Tom. Yeah. This is about Spencer. But like, it made in Chelsea guys doing it. I know, like, whatever that says, but it's... If you're the, made in Chelsea, if you made it in Chelsea, you can make and do it anywhere. 
Yep, no, that adds up. <laughs> that's, I think that's, that's the tagline. That's the saying. That's the tagline. Of the <laughs> if series. you can make it in Chelsea, you but can make it anywhere. I'm not saying I'm not saying he shouldn't do it. I'm saying sure, the mystery behind Everest is tr- truly gone. But not when your great uncle Darren did it. Well, but you talking? No, but I'm talking about now. Yeah, I'm, I'm just not, saying it still gives a sense of legacy to your family. I don't. I don't. If Honor I climbed Everest and pride, if I climbed Everest in 20 years. I don't in 30 you know, years my kids aren't bringing it up I think how it would come out wouldn't be as spectacular as maybe you know the chivalrous knights of old but it would be do you know my um my big gay uncle mm. is that me <laughs> yeah and, you know, and they'll go people in the year 20 whatever will go alright <laughs> <laughs> they won't fucking care yeah, but that's you'd still I, bring it I up. wouldn't even care that much. If you came to me now yeah. and said my great uncle Bob climbed Everest, I'd go, Cool. Yeah. And that's enough. And I would immediately forget it. <laughs> that's why I'd keep telling you. Well, th- there it is. It's more just to keep people's memory aligned rather yeah. than anything else. So I think there's a legacy element there. Um But on this Sherpa documentary there, there was like this I think this Japanese couple who have tried to um climb it four times and every time because you only have one season you can do it in it's one small period yeah uh, and then if the weather's not right yeah you just can't go that year yeah so that four times they tried um, and the weather's and, not been right yeah so to just, me it's not that big a deal yeah stop trying to climb it yeah do you know what i mean yeah that's not even that interesting yeah that it's they've tried it four times and the weather's been bad yeah i agree I wouldn't do it. I'm not saying I would. Yeah, yeah. What would you want to do then of the big things? What are the big things? Marathon Everest. No, no. Marathon. Marathon's not. Well, it's in the same conversation. What other big things are there other than Everest? You can't compare the, well, I'm not, the Brighton we, Marathon. Well, we with, were discussing it. Yeah. I'm not. But what other things are there? Well, compare something to Everest though. Climbing K2. K2? Yeah. The second you, are big, we just talking about climbing? That's the second biggest mountain. We just talking about climbing big mountains. I'm never going to climb a mountain. I, I have no interest in... you can walk the Sahara. You can swim the channel. You can't. Unless, you've, unless you're a celebrity doing it for charity, you can't feasibly swim the channel. Why not? you got to do... Do you have to have celebrity status to make it across? Yeah. You've got to have, like, boats just in case you die. I feel like there's more... You've got to have at least made one appearance on the Jonathan Ross show that's if what you I want th- to make it. That's what I think. <laughs> they don't give you a boat to look <laughs> after you unless you've gone on the Jonathan Ross show. <laughs> so you get two if you've gone on Norton. <laughs> Do you remember when Walliams did it? Would you want to... S- yeah, well, no, Walliams swam the fucking... Um, swam the River Thames. No, he, he swam the channel. Walliams swam... He might have done both, but he definitely swam... Yeah, he was always doing that shit. And then I remember them I remember them goosing him up with goose lard. No, like, juicing him up with moose lard. <laughs> <laughs> no, they like... I, I remember vividly... So he swam the channel, and then to stop him, like, freezing... Yeah. The, they would like slather him with um this, kind of, this like fat some yeah. sort. And I remember him his um his meaty body mm. um covered in, in goose lard. Yeah. And I just that, that that's one of the one of the few images I have from my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> How often was that displayed to you? Well it was once, but it's it was burnt right. it deep into my retinas. Yeah. And it, it, it comes back to haunt me. Yeah. Upon upon the evening. Upon the floor. Um, <laughs> which actually brings me to a gripe in some ways. Go on. Um, David Williams covered in goose lard. Yeah. <laughs> Get it off, you lad. That's it. Um, I think it's to do with charity. And it's always in, it's in a group chat when someone, or in a group chat or on a Facebook status or, or like an Instagram post or anything, and someone's 
raising money for whatever mm. for cancer research mm. um or they whatever they're doing something for they're raising money for it could be for their birthday they're doing nothing at all or in the same vein when someone when someone is owed a lot of money from like a they've shared a dinner with other people right and they say could you all transfer me this please Different, right? but quite different things. Exactly, but they, it brings out the same cunt every time. Okay. Not a cunt is too strong a word. Yeah. They're not terrible, but I, they are terrible. Yeah. Is when people go like, done, kiss. Okay, yeah. On a, like, That's a when gripe. someone, yeah. Oh, don't, uh, just letting you guys know, uh, I'm running a half marathon for cancer research. Just any, any donations would be really appreciated. Here's the link to the page. Yeah. And that one guy that goes like, done, kiss. I don't need to know that you've fucking done that. What would you do? Donate and not say a fucking word. Would you give him one of these? I give one of <laughs> what after I've donated? Yeah. <laughs> no, but do you know it's like when someone's like done. It's like all right. Yeah. Why do you need to sell? Why when for the let's focus on the charity run one rather than the the owed money one. The charity one. Why the only reason you're saying done is to be like, look at me, I've donated. But you'd, I would. So I would do. If I was, if if I had someone for dinner, I would probably say done, just because it's. But then I, I, it actually that's practical. It's not practical. It's the opposite of practical. It is. It's not the opposite of practical. I collect all. That's not the opposite of practical. It is. It's impractical. It's. I'm not saying done for. I know the energy, which is why I said let's focus on the charity one initially. Yeah. But we can go to the. But if if there's someone who I'm not paying at the same time every month. Okay. Bills. When I ask for bills. Bills Cohen. Bills Cohen. My alter accounting ego. I ask for the I ask for the bill money every month. Yeah. I don't need you to. You send me the money. I get a notification saying Horatia was sent you. The do money. I say done? Sometimes you do. Do I? Yeah. Yeah. You, you yeah. Two, sometimes, you yeah, sometimes stop doing. Yeah, it. Yeah. I sometimes do. It, yeah. But I I don't know, do you know why. What used to piss that me more off? irrationally. You know, you you you'd never you wouldn't always just open with how much is owed because no. I I know it's the same as last month, but I have to go work that out sometimes or find out what it was. Well, why should I go and work that out? I just feel that's... If it's the same every month, to be honest, you should have set up a direct debit by this point. Yeah. Probably. I mean, no. Cause have you I'd got say... a direct debit to anyone? No, because I do all the bills. <laughs> uh, I do Wi-Fi. You do do Wi-Fi. I, the Wi-Fi <laughs> yeah, is my do the Wi-Fi. And I w- I'm very nearly handed Wi-Fi over to you because it is just a bit impractical. But I think that's the only thing that keeps keep my credit score afloat, Your which wifi. is mental. Because it's basically, I'm paying... Like, like Wi-Fi is, I mean, I've had someone ring on trying to get us on new deals. And I'm literally like, we pay nothing. Wi-Fi yeah. is so cheap. Well, especially when you're in a house of four people. For what you get for Wi-Fi, yeah, yeah. we pay £6 a month each. Yeah, it's true. For the internet. It's astonishing. For, for all everything. of the pornographic images all you, you can, can find. you desire. Yeah. yeah. It, it, you got everything for £6 a month. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. And there's a guy, like, he, a Wi-Fi salesman, for some reason, are some of the most... They're like estate agents for some reason. What, pushy or... They're pushy and they're just the biggest bullshitters in the game. Yeah. Or maybe it's because they're not the only salesman I actually have to deal with. That's um, true. Because it's the only, <laughs> it's the only <laughs> bill that I manage. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's the only one you're going to get salesman yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. And maybe. they're just like constantly trying to sell sell on this idea. And I basically got him to admit that it wasn't going to be any faster. Yeah. And then he said it was slightly cheaper. And then... I managed to get a deal with the one we're in now, which is even cheaper than that. Anyway. Um, Wi-Fi is a crazy place. Me paying that out of my account every yeah. month. So that's £25 a month I basically now spend. Yeah. That alone is keeping my credit score in the green. That is 
all put people in finance in accounting are going this man can be trusted yeah with buying a getting a mortgage <laughs> this guy can <laughs> hold down a job <laughs> well it, it will help a lot. if it's in the green like yeah. like it's nearly 7 out of 10 i don't know what that really means but that's if yeah. it i've seen people with wild credit scores that's really important when you're buying a yeah, house yeah yeah bills paying pa- paying rent yeah don't give a fuck well, they, they don't they give a shit because they can't track it but it's mental that like, you you're, you're yeah, paying yeah. like 600 700 a month yeah every month for the last four years yeah it's nearly all your income yeah and they don't give a fuck and i'm paying 25 pound of my fine it's like give this man a night <laughs> this man this yeah. man can be trusted with the crown deals but yeah, it's because they can't track it because it's a bank transfer yeah i guess so but it's, you know I, I respect the trust they've given in me it's the only thing they have it's the only thing they know about me really well not the only thing but it's the only kind of like what that you pay monthly wi-fi yeah that's basically the only information they they like who's they I don't really know. Who yeah, said, you keep your kind who, of like... Well, you know more about this because you're, you're trying to shut down crooks like me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chances. <laughs> Chances. What, what, what was your question? Well, your question was who are they? Yeah. And then I bounced it right back to well, you. Well, it's more just like a score. It's a, it's a score that's formulated by different credit rating agencies. Mm. There's loads of different credit rating agencies and your bank will use a different one. They thems. Well, it's not like a group of. Like, I think you were imagining a, a small huddle of men looking, no, looking at your I, statements. No, a, a small going, huddle of non-binary. Yeah. A what? Small huddle of non-binaries. They them's. Apologies. That's why I called them non-binary they. folk. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. But no, it's it's more just a, an automatic tracker thing that agencies do. Mm. How's your credit score? Yeah, fine. It's not as good as it should be. Is mine higher than yours? I don't know because I don't know your credit score. Six point seven or something. But there's different ratings for different. Um, agencies. All right, you lost me. This is above my pay grade. This is why. I, yeah, yeah. This is why I'm not in financial crime. Yeah, it's not part of my job. But um, we've actually we had this week we've uh, drunk three times separately. Separately, we've had three different drinking occasions. Yes, we have po- between pods. Have I think two, two, two. When was my was my no? Because we did it on my birthday. Yeah, Sunday, and uh, the meeting. Oh yeah. So we had three. Yeah, we've had three. Um, which is partly why I'm so fucking tired. Yeah, you've been you've been On drinking a lot. But we 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 went to a <coughs> Weatherspoons pub. We did go to a Weatherspoons pub, which one of know, the finest. It was a classic yeah. Weatherspoons pub. Because I'm only ever really in a Spoons pub with you. I do think I do think you're you're at your most comfortable. Yeah, in a Spoons pub. Um, My people. Yeah, and it is it is quite an extraordinary establishment. And I I had I've I I haven't really spent that much time in there. During like the afternoon, we're in there at like four, five ish. Yeah, that's your best kind of time. That is, I think the best time to be in spoons is like eleven a.m. Really? Yeah. Then you get the you want the proper experience. Okay, it's what's like, the proper experience? Well, you, it's like you you. Je ne sais quoi. Exactly. You. Je ne sais quoi. I mean, it's more like you know, if you go to Paris, sure you can do the Eiffel Tower. Do as the Parisians. But you probably want to, you know, find find some niche places in some back alleys and find a good charcuterie board. That's a real. Paris. So what's the Eiffel Tower in context of Weatherspoons? Six p.m. on a Friday, mm. and the kind of the back streets with a charcuterie board is like eleven a.m. on a Tuesday. Yeah, that's yeah. when you get the real spoons. Experience. Have you been on there on eleven a.m. on a Tuesday? Sure. Yeah, I must have. Yeah, yeah. I've def- I've been in there at opening at some point. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember what the occasion was <laughs> if there even was one. <laughs> But no, you get you want to see the the career drinkers. Mm. So the, it's mostly men who have retired, and just all they do is that's their job now. From, yeah, that's their job. 
And it's great because they just have the same routines. I mean, it's incredibly sad, but also somewhat uplifting. Is it? Yeah, is it? In, I've, I guess I've never found it that sad. I don't know. They're very Maybe. lonely. It must be, yeah. Well, I don't think you spend enough time really thinking no. about them. It's a very, of course, of course they're sad. Yeah, because they're they don't doing really the crossword. Talk. They got not, off, now they got headphones in, which I feel is pretty. I um, didn't used to see them with headphones. I haven't seen in. many with headphones in at that. Did um, they at that pub? Loads of the, the ones on their own had were, headphones. Uh, yeah, which makes sense. It does make sense because they're not talking to anyone. No, but, but I did find so <coughs> it was in Holloway Road. This spoons and Weatherspoons seem to be the only place that can afford. Similar to Pizza Express. Mm when like a, a great old building that used to do yes. something cultural that obviously can't be funded due to neoliberalism, the only people who can come in and afford to take over these like grand old buildings are only Pizza Express or Weatherspoons. There's no more. There's just only those two. Yeah. Like some of the Pizza Expresses are some I of mean, those beautiful buildings I've ever seen. And I it's mean, just do, like... <laughs> do you not whack an Apple store in there though? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Apple, sto Apple store get Apple a couple. Yeah. McDonald's do. There's McDonald's a, there's have a, there's posh a, places. Yeah, surprisingly posh. Surprisingly places. posh for I mean, McDonald's. They, there's no retention. They're of not on the architecture because no. they just make it. Into yeah, McDonald's. but Pizza Express. There's one in Chelsea that was like this eccentric artist's mansion on the King's Road, mm. and that's now and it's like this incredible building, and that's yeah. now a Pizza Express. That's now screaming children flicking doubles. <laughs> you know, yeah, sticky garlic butter fingers. And uh, Weatherspoons has some of the best buildings in London. It's true. Taken over, I mean, and it's it's kind of the only time I go into a space. A public space yeah. that big. Yeah, yeah, is yeah, a yeah. Like, There's really beer hall ones. And yeah. there's an ASMR quality to a Weatherspoons mm. <clears throat> where it is quite soothing. I could put down like three hours of Weatherspoons at 3 p.m. Yeah. Big hall. Yeah, yeah. Because there's no music. No. There's just no TV. kind of quiet chatter. And, and the there's a whole... You know, racist slur. Oh, sure. And that I'll be listening out. I'd have to hear my first one before I could be like, right, this is authentic. Yeah, exactly. This is yeah, authentica. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but yes, that was well, um, in in the spoons. Yeah, would you want to do the lady that approached us? Well, yeah, because we were sat there, and I do feel I don't think we looked like regular. I think there was a there was a look of like these guys aren't here normally because we aren't. I do think you overinterpret. That. Do you think? Absolutely, no one gave a shit. I think no one like, really. Oh my God, who the fuck is he? Oh yeah, my God, there's no way. There might have been one or two murmurs. Yeah, um, and then this. <clears throat> pissed out of mind lady came up and told us to watch our bags and coats and mm. put them up on a chair because someone might nick him. Yeah. Really implying it was almost like mafia protection style. Yeah. If you don't do it, I'm taking these. Yeah. Sort of vibe. In a way, she and what confused me about it was yeah. she only asked us to put our jackets up from the floor onto <clears> a chair in some ways making it easier to steal. Yeah. Because if you're going to steal, they were in exactly the same point under the table yeah. they're now next to us on a chair so if someone's going to walk in and swipe it's easier to do it from a chair than on the floor yeah I, this is actually a bit of a gripe of mine is people sort of mentioning so like with, with my coat it's often quite hard to find a place for my coat with yeah. my hat <clears throat> with my hat when I'm eating I, yeah, find it, yeah. I think it's rude to eat with your hat on I think it's rude to put your dirty cap on the table how dirty is your cap well it might be yeah. I just think it's just a bit Nits. unpleasant for someone else just to have your cap there if you're yeah. eating yeah. so the only real place I can put it with most chairs is underneath my chair right got yeah. people are always telling me, me it's, it's right underneath about, my oh, chair your coat's falling off yeah, yeah. It, it didn't fall off I placed and it and especially there. if it's right under the chair yeah. it's like tr that's within my domain like yeah, fair no, enough it's like if it's in your way and it's like within your walking you yeah. know but they're trying to help you out but they're but not they're I think not. there's a there's, there's something else going on there 
Yeah, what's wrong with putting a cat and a coat on the floor? Yeah. That's what I say. Yeah. Um, but that lady happened. But then I, when when we were leaving, I Well, she was and, being approached by... Um, oh, yeah, there was like a religious A religious lady. fundamentalist. She looked at us and then and didn't come to us. <coughs> really? Yeah. Did you notice that? I think she already thought we were in, engaged with but the you, Lord. But you have a cross-section of life in the Wetherspoons. Yeah. Where you have an uh, alcoholic, a religious fundamentalist, and then us. And you know, the big three. Well, exactly, which is why it's the proper tapestry of life. But it, I went into the toilet... As we were leaving, <laughs> and I was going for a wee, and there was a guy going for a wee next to me in the urinal, and there yeah. was someone appeared to be drying his hands using yeah. the 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 hand dryer, which was you know you know moderately loud, but the normal loudness of a hand dryer. Sure. And the guy next to me starts shouting, "When's he gonna turn off that fucking machine?" And I was just like, Wait, it, "While he's pissing in the urinal, while he's finishing up, he's shaking, he's shaking his his knob." Mm. And he's finishing up. Going, Where's he going to turn off that fucking machine? The is, guy, he, is he looking? No, he's looking. No, he's ceiling. looking at the guy at the machine. Okay. And he's and he's finished up, and he's walking over to the guy in the machine who can't hear him yet because he's the machine so loud. And he's going, "Why you turn off that fucking machine? Why you turn off the fucking turn off the fucking machine?" And kind of gets close. You're enough. sensing drama. Which yeah, is your obviously. And then starts getting close enough. No, but this is going to be awkward, John, because I was the only other guy in the toilet, and I didn't want to have to say. He's just washing his hands. Give him a mm. fucking minute. Mm. But he was furious of how long... I hadn't been in the toilet for long. Mm. But this guy was furious of how long that guy was using the hand dryer. Yeah. Goes up to him and the guy finally clocks it and looks a bit like pissed off. I'm like, oh, here, here we go. We're going to kick off. But instead he goes, I have to do it. I've got no other choice because I just dropped my glasses down the toilet. <laughs> so he was actually there <laughs> drying his glasses that he just dropped down the toilet. <laughs> And then there was a slight altercation between the two, but then the two actually walked out arm in arm. Did they? Yeah, so it was did actually... They kind of, did they become... Did he was like, oh, fair. Yeah, I'm not of, sure was how it much, one of them ones? I'm not sure how much the glasses guy was participating <laughs> in the arm in arm. It was very much like, I'm going to take you under my wing, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Um, but it was a real flip because I was about to be, you know, let the guy wash his hands. And then I didn't... I never expe expected an explanation like I've dropped my glasses down the toilet. Because <laughs> then fair enough, he does have to take his time drying them off. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean? Because both times you're supporting the hand dryer guy. No, I think everyone came away happy. Yeah. Because the guy was going, you've had that machine. His initial gripe, yeah. though an unfair gripe, it was. Yeah. Because I'm never going to be pissed off about how long an air, a hand dryer is going off in the bathroom. But maybe that's I'm just, just not me. in there long enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, who knows how long he was in there. But Well, he was pissed. He was shaking the, the piss off his dick. And I, so he's not taking a shit. No. So th that he can't means have been in there for he ages. can't have been in there for a long time. You never time. know, though. He was an odd man. Yeah. But he was going, you've been using that for far too long, which is, a, although an unfair gripe, a gripe. And then the other man goes, oh, no, the reason I've used it so long is because I've dropped my glasses down the <laughs> toilet. The other guy goes, oh, that makes sense. Now I understand why you've been using we it so best long. Friends. I no longer think it's ridiculous how long you've been using it. Let's leave this toilet together as brothers in arms. And then they committed a ceremony of blood brothers where they both got a knife and they slit their palms. They did. They, they asked they for a knife from the bar. The, the, <laughs> the Mongol ceremony. Do you mind if we bonding? perform a quick blood brothers ceremony here because he's just dropped his glasses <laughs> down the toilet. I thought he was taking too long and now I feel like we're bonded together forever. That's what the musical blood brothers is about. Why are you telling me that? Of course I fucking know. That was what is, what one is of Blood the Go on. That's one of the most recent musicals I've seen, actually. I took Mum to it in Brighton. Is it good? I see. I, I, There's all, a good song in it. All I know about it yeah. is the poster has two hands like yeah. that. And it's I like assume brothers that, separated I assume birth. that happens. It's like brothers separated at birth. One goes to a poor family, one stays in a rich family, um, or vice versa. Um, and then they eventually meet at the end. Nice. 
Yeah. Would recommend. Yeah, good one? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I think it is. It's very um sad. Mm. There's definitely a good song in it. I can't remember what the song is, but... But we... So we, <coughs> we drank then, and then we drank on Sunday. Yes. Um, for our friend Matt's birthday. <coughs> and I'd just come back from Exeter, and while I was away, I saw literally an Instagram story that really made me laugh mm. on our friend's Instagram. <laughs> just, I was not expecting it at all. Yeah. Because our friend Martha... Just open the photo. Yeah, open the photo. I did not expect to find you in there. Of what? The simulate the photo booth. Yeah, yeah, in the photo booth. I did not expect to see you in your your undies simulating bum sex with my friend Max, our yeah. friend. Max, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Saturday was an interesting one because I'd had I'd been out Friday and was yeah. in one of those. I just got accidentally quite drunk. I didn't expect mm. to. <laughs> what a. <sh> <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I was very hungover and was in a quite an abrasive mood. Um, but that's just part of the fun, you know. It's like a lucky dip. When but but you 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 have quite a stern approach to hangovers, which is yeah. drink drink through. Well, not always drink through, but it's just like get over it and yeah. get up and keep moving, or you'll die. Guinnesses, yeah. Well, yeah, often. Yeah. Um, but so I kind of made it through, and then basically the story was that there was mixed reactions to my um behavior behavior i think it was it was yeah how, did, me, you, how did you do it with a in reflection socially i think fine <laughs> it's one of those ones where you're dropping some jokes a lot of them are going to be odd yeah they're going to be quite abstract they might be borderline aggressive mm. but when there's always mixed reactions in terms of i'm thinking it's positive yeah there's there's definitely some negative reactions going on in the background that aren't necessarily voiced to me i got a lot of your being very weird today Mm. And I get, I go like, well, this is just me, so deal with it. Mm. Um, but that led to basically Max had taken one of the funniest pictures I've ever seen in my life, mm. which is when he was at uni and he got he was drunk with one of his friends, and then they said, let's. They decided to come up with the they came up with the idea where they took a picture where it looked like his friend was having sex with him in his bottom. Bum sex. And like both completely naked, holding yeah. holding beers. And Max's face is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Oh, I think I've seen that photo. That seen is, that photo. It is a, it's, it's extraordinary. It's so good. It's honestly That's astonishing. such a good photo. So we were going and then we went to we went inside <laughs> and then there was a photo booth in there and everyone wanted to take cute pictures. So we, you know, I did a cute picture with Elle and there was like, Max did one with, I think his girlfriend. And then we all did one. And then I just went to Max, let's recreate your picture in that photo. <laughs> and then he was game so we went in and we was like we were kind of working out like we have to get naked here <laughs> so we kind of he took his we both took our tops off because we were trying to think what's in short and our, our trousers were around our ankles we had our pants on though, yeah because that could be an immediate ban from the establishment yeah, you don't get, you... to try and make it look like uh, we were having sex in the photo booth but what happened was we didn't quite nail the angles mm. we didn't quite nail the angles so it didn't look like a stage, but because it was so blurry, it actually looked like we were having genuine sex because you could just see the occasion. <laughs> but not fun you could and silly. See, yeah, we're well, not fun and silly. It looked like quite passionate, <laughs> like cheeks pressed up against the glass kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. It looked, because of the chaos, it actually looked even more realistic in many ways. Uh, but then, yeah, there's a video. Martha was then going to take a video of us and I instinctively did the, and pulled the, the curtain. So it made you look even more guilty. It made us look even more guilty. Yeah. But um, that was Saturday, pretty much. But yeah, so, and then I saw you you barreled in to Matt's birthday on Sunday. Um, I wouldn't say barreled. I think I you were incredibly in. hungover. Well, quite hilariously, so you yeah. look like um you like when you put um like a a mango in a fruit dehydrator. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's probably fair. <laughs> that's probably fair. 
I don't think I fucking recovered from that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, we went back to the scene of the crime, i.e. Andrew's shit. Yes. Uh, so the, if you can remember from lo- Keen, the Keen-eared listeners of the yeah, podcast will know. <laughs> um, we'll know that last last week we did talk about... Um, was it last week? I think it was. Maybe two weeks ago, but... Maybe, yeah. So. It was Andrew had a gripe about toilet. Yes. The toilets that just said one and two and it being like on paper, although not in reality, the most embarrassing moment of my life. Yeah. But the and one, then I went back, to, I went to, we went to that pub. But it just for anyone that don't, doesn't remember, it was there's, in, so for the male toilets, it says gents in the middle and then there's one, the door, the doors say just one and two. So everyone knows what you're going in for. Mm. And it, it is, it's sort of like, it increases the chance of utter hum- humiliation by mm. maybe 3,000%. I, I think a billion. <laughs> I've been in that pub twice now and I've crunched the numbers. It's a billion. So much, the chance of humiliation goes up so much more when yeah. you lay your toilets out like that. And it is, I do completely agree with you. It's so embarrassing. It's, One of our friends. But you, yeah, you might as well call it piss and poop. Yeah, it's, it's the same diff. It's the same diff. And there's, and there's tables right by it. Yeah. One of our friends who seemingly has to go for a poo every time he goes on an extended walk. It's true. What pissed me off about that is that he was sitting with us and he he lives 20 minute walk away and he put himself through that. Yeah. But he does it every time. Yeah, I know. For me, I'll be like, I'd rather shit myself on the way back or like race back there than risk this utter humiliation. Well, just for context, he comes to our house a lot and he lives 25 minute walk away and every single time goes for a shit in our toilet. I don't know what it is. I think he just- He's a big listener of the pod. Yeah, he'll be listening to this. But um, just just one example of the embarrassment that can occur because of this toilet system is that he needed a poo before he went on a walk, of course. And he was waiting outside the number two door for about 15 minutes. Yeah. In front of everyone. Yeah. And it's even worse having to wait because everyone's like, wow, that guy must really need a poo. <laughs> and it turned out that the door was just locked and no one was in it. It was, that was a real brutal one because there was like an adequate amount of time that he waited politely yeah. before doing a little shake on the door handle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he then did he did, not, and then went for the did, did one. And that, that's obviously, you know, a relatively aggressive move, but if you're in a rush, you still have to pull he, out. Because he's dyspraxic, <clears throat> he knocked pretty hard. Yeah. And then the five minutes went past, then he did the knock. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, what you start thinking is, all right, I've done a couple of those. Yeah. There's been no response, even though I do agree. Yeah. You should never expect responses when, I, th- I think it's awful to Occupy. Yeah, I, th- I just think that's hum- that's so humiliating. Yeah. I'm in here. Uh, present. Uh, what I would do is I'd stamp my feet. Cough. Or like go, <clears throat> yeah, I'd do something like that. Um, but the fact that they Sorry, weren't doing it was implying no an incredibly there. belligerent shitter in there. Yeah. Well, Something's going on. He'd been in there for 20 minutes. He'd been in there for 20 minutes and yeah. after knocks and nothing, zilch. Yeah. So uh, true, and then he had to, Alfie was forced to go to the bar basically saying, I need a poo. Hello, lady who works here. I need a poo. Yeah. Is there, can you unlock the door for me yeah. or is there someone in there? It's, and because the fact that the door why can would they be lock? locked. Why do they lock it? It's obscene. Why do they lock the only place you can shit? It's an obscene pub. I'm yeah. going to call it out. The Angel of Bow. It's an insane pub. And you it completely there, is one of the maddest pubs. One of the maddest pubs. They, they've got, like, I went there one week and I think I mentioned about how there was just carrier bags just about the place. Yeah. It was the carry bag. It's half finished. I've been there two weeks ago. The carrier bag was in exactly the same spot. We moved tables. Step ladder just on the stage. Step ladder on the stage. We moved tables. There was a wardrobe wrapped in cellophane. Yeah, that is really unhinged. It's like everywhere you sit in that pub, there's something. It looks like they've half moved in and haven't quite finished the job. A glass wardrobe, like a glass and wood wardrobe wrapped in cellophane is so, I don't know. just. It's, It's like a haunted house. Yeah. There's no reason for it to be there. Yeah. 
Um, but the roast we, was all right. The roast was fine. But then we saved for the quiz. And it was, I've done a lot of pop quizzes as the listener. It was. The listeners, will, the listeners will be well aware of. And I can hands down say it was the worst pub quiz I have ever attended whatsoever. Oh, we actually need to move over to the Patreon because I've got to go to my gig. Whoa. Whoa. Cool. So well, well, we're going to talk about this pub quiz. <laughs> On the Patreon. I'm not sure that's the biggest. Pub. That's the, whoa! <laughs> not the pub quiz. The worst pub quiz ever. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, subscribe to the Patreon. Uh, comment and uh, big love. <laughs> See you next week. Bye. <laughs>